0: Both hours of the show are available each week on this podcast and are streamed to our affiliates across the state of Michigan. We're also proud to be part of Detroit's newest and fastest growing podcast network, PodcastDetroit.com. And now, here are your hosts with this week's Internet
1: Advisor.
0: Good afternoon and welcome to the Internet Advisor, Foster Brown, your co-host and producer of the program. Glad to have you here with us. Hey, if you have been looking forward to an opportunity to talk with one of our tech specialists here and get some questions answered, this is the afternoon. You're in the right place. 800-859-0957 is the phone number. And this first hour is going to be entirely for your questions and our answers. 800-859-0957. Start calling right now. A very good afternoon again to you. Hi, Foster Brown, along with Mr. Gary Baker, my co-host here. How are you doing, Gary?
2: I'm doing great. It's a little chilly out, but uh, nice and warm here in the studio. Now it is. You built a fire (laughs) in the corner.
0: (laughs) Ed Rudall is here with us, our tech specialist. Good to have you, Eddie. Always great to be here, Foster. And Shane Hamlin is also in here. Good to have you as well. Well, thank you very much. In from the wilds of Sterling Heights. Yes, We've got our enti- we've got our entire sink tech holes, team. Here. Yeah,
2: you're you're affected by the sinkhole. Oh aren't you? my lord! That's yeah. right. Or the sinkhole. I guess use as much water one. as I can. No. <laughs> no <I'm not. laughs> yeah. Oh lord! So you're conserving. are Sorry, you? Miss Miller. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I saw that. All sorts of interesting things might be well, backing up in your basement. Yeah. Oh.
2: You know, and to go for Candace Miller, you know, a U.S. congressperson, mm-hmm. right? Going down to something a lot tamer, more mundane, you know, the Jane Commissioner in Macomb County. <laughs> and know.
3: then this happens.
4: And
2: guess what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. National spotlight again. All right. Oh, yes. back in. But, and but so, she can handle it. She, uh, she, she can, is you know. absolutely wonderful.
0: I was going to say, when I saw her on TV the other day, I thought, okay, well, we've got somebody there who can handle yeah. a high profile mess like this she, is. Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah, she has been, uh, you know, just. A, just a rock solid representative. Every yeah, every public servant job she's ever had,
0: she's that's true.
2: Clear Wait. thinking, clear communicator. Yep. Right, has a people's. Uh, you know, best interest and heart. So, well, you know, you know she, but she'll solve it. But the, with know, a whole bunch of other people that'll help dig that silt out.
3: Well, you know, the, um, this just uh, reiterates. You know, if it's in the ground, people tend to forget it. You got the pipes yeah. up in Flint, yep. right? You that's got true. you got our infrastructure that's underneath there for sewage, water, a lot of electrical, and you got a lot of fiber optics going through the sewer systems as well. I mean, if it's down there, and, and I know they they try to do you know uh regular maintenance and stuff mm. but it's true out of sight yeah. out of mind yeah this is part of our uh, our hidden infrastructure which is aging right. yeah and, and is
0: you know, an issue all over the country. I, I, I
3: remember when they were digging up allen park when they did all the sewer systems there uh you know t- 15 20 years ago because i used to live there that's where i was born and raised and so every time we drive down allen road or park they were digging it up and and the, and the sewers were actually wood you know, wow. they were they were, you know, eight foot diameter wooden barrels end to end basically is what they were. Holy. And man. they had to replace them all with concrete. And that, that took them ten years or so to oh, yeah. redo that infrastructure. Yeah. Well, normal.
2: you know, the governor put together a special task force, the twenty first century infrastructure commission, I think is what it was yep. called. But they mm-hmm. came out with the report. And while it's not good from the standpoint is there's a lot of money, there's a lot of deferred maintenance, a lot of uh, deferred debt that we have in our infrastructure... Uh, the good thing is we at least are starting to get our arms around yeah. the magnitude of the problem. Right. Now we still got to solve it.
3: Wh- what I would like to see is uh, uh, underground drones going through those darn pipes and stuff like that. You mm-hmm. know, really, you could get, a, get a Ryobi or whatever you used to call it, or a, a Roomba, and have <laughs> yeah. it go through the sewers and ha- you know, let well, it take pictures. Well, they use pipelines,
0: and- don't they? I mean, they're already at use yeah. in pipelines, yeah. where they're little robots that will go through the pipelines to check for broken wells. And things like that. That's a dirty job that, you know, Mike Rowe could (laughs) probably handle. (laughs) (laughs) Well, guys, what we're going to do this hour, this first hour, and normally we have guests on during our first hour, and then the second hour we take questions. We're going to flip it a little bit because this is the hour that we're on live due to some schedule changes today. This is our live hour here on WJR, our flagship station. So we're going to open up our phone lines right now at 800 Eight five nine zero nine five seven. That's eight hundred eight five nine zero nine five seven. And uh, we're going to open them up for you folks to call us with your questions. We've had a lot of questions coming in by email. Mm -hmm. But uh, this is your opportunity for those of you who may be listening to us on a regular basis and are driving by or are just kind of driving by and, hey, i got a computer problem or I've got a problem with this digital device i like to have solved. Give us a call and we'll take a crack at doing it. We've got some people in here who have had lots of experience dealing with technical problems, especially with computers, and that is uh, Ed Rudell and, and Shane in particular, have their hands daily on that. Uh, Gary, of course, has been around this business for a long time, and i picked up a few things myself, both that I've uh,
2: done to myself and (laughs) that I've had elsewhere. And usually the best answers are the ones that we've had to use on ourselves because we've broken something and had to figure it out. So you're right up there with all the rest of us. All right.
0: Thanks again. And here again, 800-859-0957. And let's go to uh, our first caller here. Good afternoon or good evening, rather. Harry, how are you doing?
5: I'm doing fine. How about you guys?
0: Very well, my friend. What can we do for you?
5: Well, um, I've had a situation twice this has happened. Uh, I get certain emails on a regular basis. Yep. And all of a sudden, I stop getting them.
0: Now, these are emails you want to get? Yes. Okay, these are emails you want to get. you
2: get those um, from a particular source that... Right. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some of them I get
5: daily. Some
2: of them I get a couple times a week,
5: mm-hmm. and all of a sudden I stop getting them,
2: and they aren't going into the junk mail. They're not. That's was my first
0: because uh, yeah, I I recently family. had mail that was going suddenly was going into spam. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you have a folder that says spam, but, but it was suddenly well, showing up uh, in there. It
4: says junk mail.
0: Okay, okay. yeah, junk mail is the uh, same yep, thing. Yep, same okay. difference. Yep, yep. yep, yep.
4: Hey, hey Harold. Yes. Are you what? What are you using for your email? Is it like Gmail? Is it the
5: Outlook? Uh, uh, Windows Live Mail.
4: Okay, so are you using? Are you going online to grab your email or are you using the Windows Live app? The, the program. Windows Live. So you're using the Windows program to get your email.
5: Right. It comes directly <coughs> into the computer.
4: Oh, have you tried going online to, yeah. say, Microsoft or com and logging in there and checking your email there?
5: Well, I haven't, mm-hmm. but uh, one of them I had to re-sign up for the emails and I'm getting them again. Yeah, But the other one I'm going to have to make a phone call yeah. to uh, get signed up again not
4: with them. Well, every once in a while, um, whether it be your webmail through Microsoft or even the people that are sending out the emails, their security changes and sometimes they just don't make it through. Right. Yeah. Uh,
3: so I would check uh, your online... Uh, web first. Right, right, because it's actually, it could be filtered on the online even before it gets to your local one. You're right, Harry. I tell you what, uh, hang
0: on, Harry, and we're going to take a break and see if we come back. We can give you a little more hand. Uh, The number again, 800-859-0957. This hour entirely dedicated to answering your questions here on the Internet Advisor.
1: Back to the Internet Advisor. Once again, your hosts, Foster Brown, Gary Baker, and Ed Rudell.
0: Welcome back. It's the Internet Advisor. Foster Brown and uh, Gary Baker, Ed Rudell, and Shane Hamlin in studio here, and we've uh, reversed our order of business. Uh, To what we normally do, which is that we usually have a guest in this first hour and then questions answered in the second. But since, uh, because of some schedule changes today, our live broadcast is this one. This hour on WJR between uh, 4 and 5 o'clock. Our phone lines are open this hour only for your calls immediately. So that number is 800-859-0957. And we have uh, Harold on the line from Port Kieran. And, Harold, thank you very much for joining us. We also have Vicky waiting for us in Ida and your call at 800-859-0957. Okay, Harold. Guys, have we got some other thoughts to share with him coming back?
4: Well, I know uh, Gary had mentioned at break while we were sitting here that sometimes... How long have you had that uh, subscription to that uh, email, Harold? Uh, over Well,
5: I've been using that for... Two or three
4: years now. Yeah, sometimes what they do is uh, because they have, a, they have a certain amount of people they can include in those for, you know, the, the, those things aren't free. You know, that costs them money right. to put out those emails. So they have a certain, they have a list, a large list. And if they send out an email that says, hey, uh, are you still actively, you know, reading this email? And if you may have missed it, you know, that sometimes happens as well. That's why when you said you resubscribed, it started working again. Well, if you had already been subscribed, they probably wouldn't have let you resubscribe. Mm-hmm. So there's there's mm-hmm. all kinds of little things there that could have been it. But I'd first check, go online, log into MSN.com, put your Hotmail account in your email, your password,
2: okay. and see if those emails are sitting somewhere in a spam or a junk folder. Mm-hmm. Just check it. Okay. Yeah, my, I have a junk folder that happens before it even gets to my computer, yep. right? And that's mm-hmm. what you're talking about. Yes, right? sir. a matter
0: of fact, that's where I found some emails that I think yep. you and I have been talking about that I couldn't find anywhere. Boom, that's where they were. They've were, been, uh, sho- been shuttled off to that, and it was, it was some important emails, too. Okay, Harry, thanks for giving us a call, sir. Uh,
5: have you noticed that the, the look of uh, Windows 10 has changed?
0: Yeah, it's changing a little bit. Yes. Uh, how, how have you noticed the change?
5: Uh, the different uh, programs and stuff that uh, uh, you can go through to uh, open up, uh, uh, there's there's additions in that to uh, what's on that.
0: Uh, oh, on the start the page. Yep. Yeah, yeah, the start your, page has and the, changed, yes. Left at a glance and yes. On the left-hand side of the start page, on the, bo- on the bottom on the left, yep. I noticed that. Um, on uh, Jenny's computer, and that's the one that I count on for watching what goes on with uh, Windows 10. Hey, thanks for giving us a call. And uh, our number again, 800-859-0957. Let's go out to Vicki. How are you doing, Vicki? Welcome to the Internet Advisor. What can we do for you?
1: Hello. Um, I have a um, modem for a connection to my home computer. And um, twice now, after I uh, update Windows 10, Mm -hmm. It doesn't, my computer doesn't work. And the first time it happened, um, the company I have my modem with uh, took the modem back and replaced it, but they said they wouldn't do it again.
6: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, So when it was time for the second time to update Windows 10, it did the same thing. Hmm. And I don't know how to get in there and get it to work I guess is
0: what I'm trying to tell you. Yeah. So uh, just out of curiosity me just a second. One of the things Vicky if our if your radio is turned up in the background would you turn it down otherwise it'll distract you because
3: of the delay. Okay? So go ahead. Get well, what operating system was your computer running uh, or is your computer running right now? Uh,
1: well, I don't know what you mean by operating system.
3: Well, is it running Windows, Windows 10. 7, Windows 8, 10? So you are running Windows, Windows 10. 10. That's right. Okay. So and what you're talking about is a Windows 10 update. Right and and that's trying to be applied to your computer and then something happens and then you no longer have access to your um, um, DSL modem.
1: Right, because it says uh, no connection. You know, when I when I plug my hotspot in to the laptop, it there's no connection and I I don't understand why. And you I, have
0: a hotspot now. Uh, is that well, uh, from uh, your cell phone company?
1: Well, it's from Sprint from sprint it's a mobile that's why okay broadband i guess you call it mm-hmm. it's, it's, the, you know the thing you stick in the side yeah. of the computer
4: the little the little middle um, dongle yeah little usb dongle
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay. So I'm just trying to understand. That's so your internet connects. provider is basically a cellular company, yes. Sprint. Yes. And when Windows Microsoft does a security update on your computer, your computer reboots, and you no longer have access to that internet service provider. That's exactly it. That's yeah. interesting. It won't hit. It won't connect to the hotspot. Okay, great. So
2: have you tried just um, just rebooting your computer? <laughs>
1: Well, I tried several things, but Turn I don't it, think... turning
2: it off and then turning it back on. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, yeah okay. certainly yes. Right. <laughs> and this has probably been four months now. Mm-hmm. I don't have access to my home computer, oh. and I mean I'm paying for it, mm-hmm. right. but oh. I don't know what to do because I'm stuck in a contract.
4: Yeah. Well, uh, well but
1: I know it's got to be something simple.
4: How long have you had Windows Ten?
1: I bought my HP computer in June. I think of Mm -hmm. fifteen. I think, okay, and it was right after I got it. They said you could get it free, you know. So I downloaded it, and um,
0: and it upgraded to Windows 10.
1: Right, it was a free upgrade.
4: You know, it sounds to me like a driver issue uh, with your dongle, your your actual modem, Uh, because what's probably happening is. Um, it's initially loading a generic Windows driver. And yeah. then as, as the Windows updates, it's changing drivers. There's, dri- there's a driver change somewhere, it
3: seems. Right. So, I mean, when this happens, when you and I know how to do it, mm-hmm. I usually right mouse click on your computer icon or this PC icon that's on the desktop, and I select Manage. And then what I do is I go into what's known as device manager. So you bring up the Windows device manager. And mm-hmm. when you do that, you'll view all the individual components that are on your computer in the device manager. Keyboard, mouse, CD-ROM. And one of those is our network components. And what we want, what's important is to identify your modem on there it might be identified as a usb device it might be identified as a as a network adapter
4: wi-fi adapter a
3: wi-fi adapter um we don't know
1: i think it's identified as netgear or something like that i'm thinking okay so
3: if it's a netgear
4: yeah then you'll see
3: No, what I'm saying is that you have the ability to uh, go into the individual device that shows up in Device Manager and say roll back this device driver. Mm -hmm. And but the thing is, we don't know how this device is showing up to Windows. Is it showing up as a wireless network, or is it showing up in in as a USB device in Device Manager, or as a network device? That's what we have to identify. So I'm a little confused on how your computer actually connects to the Internet. Is it a USB device connected to a modem?
1: Well, haven't you ever seen those? I think they call them hotspots from Sprint. Oh, okay. And it plugs into the USB port. Gotcha. So
3: So what we need to do is, um, is identify how it shows up in Device Manager, and then if Shane's idea is correct right does that make sense that you can roll yeah. back driver it's called you
4: can you can roll back drivers but it sounds it does sound like a software issue um it, there's might be a compatibility issue with windows 10 with something you're using uh, because every time like it works one moment and then doesn't work because it's swapping back and forth from the driver from the manufacturer and probably the driver from windows right and it's going back and forth and it seems to work one minute then if you uninstall it and then restart windows yeah and you put a new one in, it probably installs the right driver, and then Windows updates
3: and rewrites it. Now, if I'm correct, I have a a MiFi device too, mm-hmm. and the MiFi device works two ways. It works that allows devices like laptops and desktops to connect to it wirelessly, but if you hardwire it, it'll it'll actually charge the device and act as a network adapter mm-hmm. for anything that's connected to it. So, most desktop computers have network adapt wireless net wi-fi adapters built into it so how does your computer have you got a wireless symbol on the bottom right hand cord of win- windows where it can connect to wire- wireless devices because you know most desktops ship with a wi-fi adapter well
1: this mm-hmm. isn't a desktop a it's a laptop
3: oh so i'm so, um, so do you connect to it with the wireless network adapter
1: I, yeah, I guess
2: so. You know, there's a couple things on the support.sprint page mm-hmm. um, talking about devices via Wi Fi getting connected after an update for Windows 10. Oh. So other people have had these problems. Let us push on hold, and we'll come back to you with an answer after this break.
0: All right. Our number again, 800 859 0957. Joe from Livonia is in the wings, and we'll get back and see if we have some more we can tell Vicki from IDA. <laughs> Welcome back. It's the Internet Advisor. Glad to be able to talk to you here. Uh, we are, uh, by the way, with our WJR flagship station, so you are able to call us directly right now at 800-859-0957, as you heard. Uh, by the way, during the week, you can also go to InternetAdvisor.net and use the Contact Us button there, and people are doing that, and I'm delighted to see that. But right now, we want to get back to Vicki quickly out in Ida. Vicki? Uh, the guys have been putting their heads together, and I think they got a couple of things to recommend to you.
1: Okay.
4: Hey, Vicky, what you can do is probably, and I don't know if you've done this before, but they should take care of this for you because it's right. kind of an issue with yep. them. Is take your laptop, take your Wi-Fi hotspot, and go right and your, in, and your modem, and your modem, and go, go right into Sprint and tell them to fix it for you. Yeah, to oh. a Sprint store.
1: Yeah, actually, I kind of thought about that. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I've looked. We looked on support uh, their support dot sprint dot com pages, um, and there's a lot of variables. Yeah. And rather than try to help you tick off each one, uh, because you have to try like four or five different things potentially, they'll probably be able to figure it out real quickly and fix it for you. Okay.
1: All yeah, They
0: should be. You said you've already. They've already replaced one of the um, um, the my fives for you. Well,
1: yeah, because I thought there was something wrong with the modem, and mm. I didn't no. put insurance on it. And no, I no, said, no, no, "Come no. on," I said, "I'm one of your best customers. We <laughs> right. Our
0: bill all the time." Well, you're living. You live in Ida, right? And yeah. Tell, t- tell me where Ida is. I'm. It's my,
1: between Monroe and Dundee. It's about four okay, and yes. a half miles. You're, uh, east of Dundee.
0: Yeah, you're in that one area, of Not you're not the only kind of single area, but that southern tier of Michigan, for some reason, has a really hard time mm-hmm. with Wi-Fi signals, period. And the, the MiFi is one of the solutions to that, that our listeners have done for years, whether they're in the Irish Hills uh, or elsewhere in that southern tier of Michigan that goes right across the state there, for some reason... It's kind of a dead zone you know, for...
2: Lower population, right? Yeah, well, so they obviously. Don't, they obviously. don't saturate it with the, the um, towers and whatnot. So, exactly. And, uh, so they're using different technology. The exactly. technology should work, but for some well, reason it's not Verizon, working for
1: Verizon um, used to be really good, and then I had a problem with customer service, and so I canceled out my contract with Verizon, yeah. and... Um, went to Sprint. I Uh had tried Sprint modem before and it wouldn't work that good but now when I first signed up with them with the modem here this last time Mm -hmm. it worked really good. Okay. Well then I would say
0: on that basis I just take it back into them and say here guys (laughs) <laughs> this is your equipment. Let's get this thing going so yeah, we can get take back. take all three, and they'll yeah, fix it. and get you back connected yeah. again. Thank you so much for your call, Mickey. And I, let us know, by the way. You can give us an email if you'd like, and uh, let us know how things have gone. 800-859-0957. And uh, we've got uh, Robert in Livonia. Robert, welcome to the Internet Advisor. What can we do for you?
7: Yes, uh, about that uh, modem, Not uh, her uh, Internet connection not hooking up. Yes. About yeah. a Windows update. Uh, they had, after the update, they had a uh, bulletin come out saying that they had to fix um, Windows 10 because of uh, it not connecting to the Internet.
0: Ah. Yeah, that's what
2: they were kind of saying, the support.
0: Ginny had the same problem, and here I was beating myself over the head for it. (laughs) My wife uh, was having a terrible time connecting to the Internet. It kept on dropping the Wi-Fi, and I bet that was part of it.
7: Yeah. And all I did was I uh, went to my Wi-Fi and I disconnected, you know, disconnect and then reconnected. But Mm -hmm. that kept happening every time I boot up the machine, it wouldn't connect to the Wi-Fi. Finally, I think it was an update. It finally fixed it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting to hear. I've been having... Has anybody else had these problems? Does anybody else have
3: Hotmail? Nope, or live nope. mail here. No, nope, no, nope, nope. none of us. I don't right? have problems with my computer. I know how to fix it. <laughs> <laughs> if it's a problem, it lasts two minutes. Oh, yeah. So... Like <laughs> our engineer
0: was saying it was a last century kind of an issue. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, hey, thank you for that call. That was a great call. All right. Let's go to Joe out in Livonia. Hi, Joe. Welcome to the Internet Advisor.
7: Thank you for taking the call. Good afternoon, guys. Good Hi, Joe. afternoon. Um, got an apple actually i 've got three apples and i 'm having a problem with one of them in terms of getting my high speed wi fi connection working mm-hmm. now, hmm. I tried using a apple base station, one of the old, old originals, yeah. and it would not connect it would hmm. not complete the process. I tried plugging the hard wire from the modem router directly into the ethernet port on the back of the one that i'm having the problem with and it isn't connecting either
6: Hmm.
7: so if i buy i know there's at least two options one is to buy a usb and plug it into a usb port on the back of the computer another one is to buy a pci card and then plug it in Hmm. but not knowing where the problem is Mm -hmm. How do I, if you will, troubleshoot whether or not it's the network interface card, and whether or not either of the two options that I've mentioned would bypass that issue?
3: I mean, it sounds like you you have an older computer because it still has oh, PCI yeah. slots, <laughs> and um, and um, and you plus you're using an older wireless our apple wireless technology um it really sounds like it's a it's a problem with the tcp ip protocol inside the mac unfortunately i'm not the mac guy that can be able to describe <laughs> how to go in and figure f- skating f- yeah f- <laughs> yeah figure that out um and our, ac- our mac experts out you know unfortunately so let me ask you when you plug in the ethernet
4: cable into the back of the mac is it showing that t- it's really plugged in
7: well i'm not exactly sure where i would look to see that well
3: the- the blinky lights Yeah. Have you got blinky lights anywhere because mm, I think no, even I the have Macs have, have blinky lights. By lights.
4: By yeah, the Mac will <laughs> the Mac will have a the Mac will have a uh internet icon just like Oh, it does? Oh, yeah. Okay. Just like a PC does.
7: I was going to say, from what you're describing, no.
4: Okay. So you don't have any, um, any icons that look like a little network? or. Well,
7: I've got icons, yeah. and I know that the internet hardwire mm-hmm. will work because I've got an older unit mm-hmm. that I've been able to plug in and have been able to use it with. And get online. Right. But I have not been able to successfully in any way, shape, or form get it with this particular unit. Um, Now, I know that there's something else, and that's the Apple uh, Airport card, where Apple actually had a little card that you could stick on the motherboard Mm-hmm. or plug into the motherboard, which would allow you access. But if I understand it correctly, it was only in B yeah. format. Yeah, because it's an older piece of device. Or standard. But, uh, yeah.
0: Joe, if I remember correctly, you you like using older Apple equipment and just well, work, not working it until it like works. It, <laughs> until it I've does. got them, and
7: I've got a lot of stuff that I, I want to try and eventually get off.
0: Yeah. You know, get... I'm going to guess, uh, when is the next Mac Group meeting? Do you, do you
7: know? Uh, it's probably going to be at least two weeks.
0: I would suggest uh, taking, you know, the, the, some of the questions. Do you have here? Because Cal, Cal is out of town right now. Cal hey. Carson, who was our Mac expert. Yeah, but I can give
3: you his cell phone number. No. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but I don't think he'd appreciate. Sure. <laughs> there's also ask <laughs> no, him on group, the air
0: <laughs> at the Mac Group meetings. They have uh, an hour before the meeting begins. I'm sure you know this. They have a genius uh, group I... there. And a lot of them have been using Macs for a long time oh, yeah. and can help you with uh, making these kind of connections, because I think we have, we've run out of our own uh, level of expertise here. <laughs>
7: well, got a question going back to either using the USB connector, yeah. mm-hmm. or I forget what they call the little dongle, yep. um, or using a PCI card. Mm-hmm. Would that bypass the, uh, the, the Ethernet connection?
4: It will. actually it will. If you've got an Ethernet problem, uh Ethernet card, a bad card, or something going on there, and you throw a USB device in... Uh, well,
7: I've got no way to really test to see if it's the Ethernet port or not.
4: Don't you have another computer laying around somewhere? Say again? Do you have another computer laying around somewhere?
7: Oh, yeah, I've got a Mac
4: Mini. Okay, have you plugged that Ethernet cable into that Mac Mini? Well, the Mac Mini's got Wi-Fi built into it. But it also has an Ethernet port on it, too.
3: Right. So, but but I think Joe said that he's tested yeah, other devices on in the unit cable unit, and they work.
4: Been
7: able to plug it oh, in. Too. Oh, that's right. That's right. You're right. Okay. Um, well, so, I, mean, I mean, I tested to see whether or not the, the connections were working. It's just that I don't know whether or not it's the port, yeah. whether or not it happens to be a particular part of the network interface card. Well, it,
3: you know, it's such an old computer. Did you actually take a flashlight and look into the adapt where where, where the eight wires are? Maybe you got a dust bunny in there or something.
7: No, I keep, I keep I keep that fairly mm-hmm.
3: clean. Okay,
0: I'm Joe, you've got to, I, with a couple of the things that you've been talking about. It sounds like people who have uh, hands-on knowledge of these older machines will be the kind of people who could give you the the most help with what your uh, the questions you're asking. And I'd like to make sure that you get those answers and get them from people who have gotten their hands right. on those things.
3: So, and what what Shane was basically saying, if he gets a PCI card in there, it'll probably load the drivers for that card automatically, and probably get that working, too, if there's something physically wrong with the other. Joe loves working with these older machines.
0: Hey, uh, Chris out there in Warren, hang on. We'll be right with you. And if you're going to be getting us a call, we still have a little bit of time left. So please, if you've got a question for the internet advisors, give us a call at 800-859-0957. And again, Chris, hang on. We'll be right back with you and Warren in just a moment. <laughs> In just a moment, we're going to be speaking with uh, Chris from Warman. And Mike Mike Stets, thanks so much for your help here getting our program on the air. He's our engineer and has been answering phones as well.
2: Yeah, he's doing dual duty. Yeah, my my poor granddaughter,
0: our screener, is out with uh, injuries. (laughs) And uh, we've been juggling these things, but thank you so much for that. By the way, we're on uh, for about another uh, 10 minutes, so if you have a question... Uh, We have this kind of unique opportunity where you can call in right now at 800-859-0957. Now, we will continue to uh, record our second hour of our program, and that is what we will be putting on our podcast, and that'll appear on uh, Sunday night, Monday morning, and then the rest will go out to our affiliates as well. In uh, Southwest Michigan so thank you very much for those of you who will stick around and enjoy that as well but right now let's go to Chris and by the way if you'd like to get a squeeze a call in here 800-859-0957 Chris from Warren welcome to the Internet Advisor what can we do for you
8: hi guys thanks for taking my call I got a question and I need a straight answer and I know Ed and I trust Ed's uh, advice Um, anyway I bought a brand new Acer computer uh, a a desktop and um i had issues with my old hp computer and to make a long story and make a long story short it has windows 2010 um, on it and i 2000 yeah, yeah and then i had an office i i wanted the uh, microsoft office um on there because i wanted the outlook email and i had a dvd of microsoft office professional and it had Outlook and it had the other applications as well. Mm-hmm. And they were able to load that. The key was still good. Now, question okay. I have, I'm still having a little bit of an issue when I open up Outlook to get to my email. It tells me it's not responding and it goes to the to uh, another uh, site where it says, um, you know, can't get to the email. And then I cancel out of that and all of a sudden the email pops up. Now, I'm questioning is is there a compatibility issue between Windows oh. Ten and uh, Office Professional Two Thousand Ten?
3: You know, not that I know of. Um, did you? Okay. Uh, not that I know of, but let me put it that way. Um, but it's possible that your computer shipped with a trial version of an updated version of Office Three Hundred and Sixty Five.
8: No, they took that off because they, the company that I bought the the local constabulary that I bought it from. Migrated my information from my old computer to the new computer, mm-hmm. and I actually bought um, an Office, um, uh, but it protocol, but it didn't have um, it didn't have the Outlook on it. So they were able to take that back, and they took my DVD and they they uh, loaded the new the my DVD of Office Professional. Uh, but and then I worked with their tech, and they finally were able to get to my primary email from Wow. I have Wow as an internet provider, mm-hmm. and everything's popping in, but it's like a convoluted process still getting yeah. to the email.
1: Mm-hmm.
8: What do you recommend at this point? Should I take it, you know, have them work on it and, and, and uh, you know, um, uh, uh deinstall and reinstall, or what do you recommend? Well, uh, Should I bite the bullet and buy the new version of Office, uh, Microsoft Office?
3: Well, again, what was the issue? So every time you start Microsoft Outlook, it, it, it gives you an error message that it's not responding. You close that, and then yet when you go in, all of a sudden magically everything's working. Is that basically what you were saying?
8: Basically, yeah.
4: How often does it let you uh, enter into Outlook?
8: Well, it lets me go in, but it's like I have to cancel and say okay, Mm -hmm. and then cancel, and then Mm -hmm. shut down and come back in, and I still get those error messages saying it's not responding, and all of a sudden, everything pops in.
3: You know what, Shane, what might fix this? Because I'm not sure. First, go into Programs and Features and make sure that... That you do truly do only have one version of Microsoft Office on there, but the other thing you might want to try is create another user profile on there temporarily. So you lo- um, create and then log off uh, with as your primary user, and then go in as a brand new user yeah. on this computer, mm-hmm. and then attempt to just go into Outlook and set out the email back up again and see if the new user account that you've created is actually experiencing the same problems. Okay. Because this might be like a user profile issue or, or somehow mm-hmm. something was messed up because you installed various versions of Outlook underneath the other user profile. Other than that, other
4: than that, if you're if instead of going out and buying a new version of you know Office, but
8: there's no but but when I, I, I there's no reason why that shouldn't work. No, right? not the that
3: Office. I could think of. Oh, no. It no, definitely. No. Shouldn't but let me work.
4: ask you this: Does do any of the other Office programs give you any problems? I mean, no. like Word or Excel or PowerPoint? No, no. Yeah. not at all. Because, yeah. because you know I find that there's a there's a certain uh, there's a PDF reader that will
2: cause problems with Office and Outlook and
8: no, yeah. uh, okay. everything else is working just fine. Okay, so
2: when did this all happened. When did you buy this from these guys?
8: Last Saturday, isn't that? Go of fact. back in mm-hmm. and so have them been, fix it. What's that?
2: Go back in and have them fix yeah.
8: it. Okay. Now this
2: yeah, is a this
3: laptop is... or a desktop?
8: It's a desktop.
2: Okay. Yeah. And uh, they, it's yeah. unfortunate you have to pack it up and take it back. But, and they. But yeah, I've already
8: done that one time this week because it's been. It's a long. This has been a long convoluted mm-hmm. process, and mm-hmm. I'm almost sorry that I didn't go to. Best Buy. Let's yep. put it there. I, way.
0: Hear, you. I yep. hear you. I hear you. But I hear right. you. in the, in the same just,
2: breath, I just helped a friend of mine buy a laptop uh, last weekend, and we went to Best Buy, Best Price there, even checking the net. So yeah. Yeah. they got a great price from them.
0: Yeah, we would suggest you know rather than fight with this thing. I think what the guys are suggesting, and it probably is the best suggestion yeah. in this case, is just take it back in, well, especially since you've only had it seven days. It's it so. Yeah. Well, so, I've got
8: thirty days. Yeah. Know, exactly. You know whether you know it's. Uh, and I, you know, I don't want to mention the the, the number the of no, companies. That, that's okay. This,
0: no, but but it, make them make it
2: work. Yeah, it sounds
0: like
8: Micro Center.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. So it's
2: it sounds like you. Uh, it sounds like they installed Outlook. They installed Outlook separate from the rest of the um, office package, and there may be a conflict there that it's looking for one. Uh, set of licensing and it yeah. turns out that that needs to another item. We're
0: Not about sure. to wrap up here yeah. so I want to make sure yeah. you have some final thoughts. Yeah,
3: there? you know what, I, I just realized that you said that you had Office 2010 Professional and Office 2010 Professional actually has a diagnostic and repair when you, when you go to start all programs and then look in Microsoft Office Suite. In there, you should have the ability to repair Microsoft Office. Have you tried it, that application? Does she have
2: 10 or 7? I wasn't sure. 10.
3: so Mm -hmm. there's usually when you um run it you always you also have the microsoft office repair tool which is what they, they removed that after office 2013 i wish they still had that boy that would fix a lot of problems and if it's not there you can go into programs and features and then you can um select microsoft office and then you can go into microsoft office and say change and when you select change instead of uninstall or Mm -hmm. whatever Mm -hmm. when you go change and there you have the ability to reinstall office and you Uh could select additional components you could say custom i want to modify the default components that i'm installing in here and you tell it to install everything there's a little checkbox at the top and when you do that one of the things that installs is microsoft office diagnostic and repair utility Okay, good, so, and,
0: and hopefully that will take care of it for you, Chris. I'm sorry we don't have any more time right now to uh, to dig into this for you. The other thing too is, and I, you know, she mentioned the company that she went to, or the <laughs> store that she went to. Uh, I, I think Shane, you're chuckling because you have, uh, as a, somebody who works out of a store, you know that. This can happen.
2: No,
4: she yeah. I chuckle because she said she goes well, I'm not going to name it Micro Center. <laughs> <laughs>
2: But but they're they're reputable. Yeah. Yeah. Go back they in, they'll fix yeah. it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. They'll make it right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Make it way- I, I'm glad it's them and not not somebody else that may not make it right.
0: Exactly, you. and make it, and, and have them make it work for you, yeah, Chris. That's absolutely. a big deal. Uh, listen, uh, Rick is on the line there. Hang on, Rick, from West Bloomfield. We're going to take a break, and during the um, the break between this hour and the next, we'll get on and see if we'll, we can give you yeah, a hand. Yeah, we'll help you. All right, and for the rest of you folks out there who are listening right now, if you have a question, you can simply go to internetadvisor.net, and there is a Contact Us button there, which is now working, and you can put your question in there, and we'll send it off, and during the week, Gary and Ed and Cal and Shane and I will take a look at that and we'll get some answers for you as well. Thank you so much for joining us for this hour on WJR, our flagship station. And again, stay tuned for those of you who are involved in listening to both hours of our podcast, because that will be coming up after this break. Otherwise on WJR, there's more great programming coming on the great voice of the Great Lakes. For the rest of the crew here at the Internet Advisor, I'm Foster Brown. Have a great weekend. You're listening to a podcast of the Internet Advisor Show. To see the show notes for this program, visit our homepage, theinternetadvisor.net. You'll discover past podcasts, our free toolkit with software to clean up your computer and keep it running strong, and many other resources. You'll also find links to MITechnews.com, our co-sponsored weekly tech and entrepreneur newsletter, edited by Mike Brennan. If you have a question for our hosts, just click the contact button on the homepage and send us an email with the details. And don't forget to look for us on Facebook and Twitter and at Detroit's newest podcast network, PodcastDetroit.com. Now, let's get back to the second hour of the Internet Advisor. Hello, this is Foster Brown, and welcome to hour number two of our Internet Advisor program. Our first one was uh, live on uh, our flagship station, WJR, where we took questions from listeners. And uh, right now, we're heading into the second part of our program, and we'll be featuring a conversation with the head, the national head of the AARP, talking about fighting isolation with kindness and technology. That's all coming up in the second hour of the Internet Advisor. We don't. We haven't normally gotten the chance to uh, chatter a little bit between ourselves about things that have caught our attention as we've uh, been traveling through this week, but. uh I know that uh, Gary's had his antenna out, and Ed Rudell and Shane Hamlin and myself, Foster Brown, and uh, you guys have come up with some interesting things. As a matter of fact, Gary, you just mentioned before the mic turned on. I didn't even know this was
2: going on. Yeah, you know, it's rumor, but uh, a lot of people are reporting it, so they're either getting it all from the same source, which might be erroneous, <laughs> but they're talking about uh, Verizon, which is the second largest uh, telephone wireless carrier, And uh, Charter, the second largest cable carrier, uh, merging. Yes. And I'm just looking for the price. I found a couple articles, but they didn't. But I I heard. You heard some monstrous sum somewhere. I heard it was amazing into the. Yeah. uh,
3: yeah. But who knows. Into the hundreds of billions. I mean, it's just, that's just nuts. It used to be the
0: billions shocked us. And now we're, I bet trillion will be the next number you know it's not like
2: they're making a whole (sighs) lot of money on each of us right
3: no they (laughs) know you know they're not upgrading the infrastructure at all and i mean mean, they're yes they are so they are investing a lot of money in upgrading the infrastructure and stuff but they're really on a on a in a maintenance mode right now they're making money hands over fist and they got to hide that money somewhere right yeah the headlines companies
0: headlines i'm seeing here are charter shares soar on report of Verizon exploring a merger deal.
2: Yeah. They're um, just they're just talking, maybe. It's just rumors that they're talking, wow. right? So what do you think? Uh, well what do you think would be the advantage
0: to the uh, I mean will there be advantage to consumers or is it all on the business end?
3: Uh, you know, well you got you got you got another example. A T and T has what, dish networks? Mm-hmm. Yep. So I mean it, it does make sense. You know?
2: Well, I, mean, you know, they're all trying to compete. Yeah. The problem is, this will make it the uh, the largest telecommunications company, second largest in both areas. And, uh, you know, as they get bigger and as they um, as the industry matures and they merge and merge and merge down to a handful of, of companies, probably not good for consumers, right? So we don't know. We don't know what Trump's thinking. You know, it's kind of a wild card out there. And, mm. uh, you know, well, to happen? Who knows? I guess it, I, it signals. Even if they want it to happen. There's no guarantee that the two of them are, you know, are going to really come up with a deal that makes sense for either one yeah, of them. Yeah, that's true. So.
0: It's still the, the monstrosity mm-hmm. of what's so, being
3: created out there is in, is incredible.
2: Amazing. So I wish Cal were here.
3: Yeah, and, and you because, think about the simple days of when AT&T was called a monopoly. You know, yeah. I mean, that just seems like nothing Doesn't compared it, to what we have nowadays. <laughs> you know,
2: no, yeah, takes, chicken feed. Days. Yeah, my dad used to work for the telephone company, <laughs> right? right? You know? so, no. so, so, you know, I sent you guys uh, uh, an article this week about oh, Tesla. Tesla right? Yes. And Cal and I had Been going back and forth (laughs) How soon will this happen And I'm going I don't know how soon But I bet it's sooner Rather than later And he's gone Oh it'll be years And years away Uh We had Paul Eisenstein On from uh, the Detroit Bureau uh, Who's really knowledgeable About the auto industry Right And he said Oh it'll be years And years away And then you have Tesla coming out And saying Yeah Three to six months And they'll have A fully autonomous car Now Maybe they're Twice as wrong Maybe it'll take Twice as long As they thought A year but he's maybe, talking
0: about his Tesla vehicles. Yeah, but maybe, is Elon Musk who's making the statement. maybe
2: it'll be four times mm-hmm. uh, erroneous uh, off, and it'll be two years before they can actually come out with one. Maybe. Yeah, but don't right.
3: go in the Lincoln Tunnel and don't do the... <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> how doing- long will other companies give Tesla a leading edge? Right? Yeah, right? that's, that's they're a very not, good point. They're man.
3: not... They're, they're all racing there.
2: They're not all wanting to... So, you know... Ford has said it's going to take them three and a half, four years before they'll have a production vehicle. And they're talking model year. Tesla comes out whenever they feel like it with a new exactly model, right? They exactly. don't wait for a model year. If it comes out in 17, it's a 2017 car. Right. But it could come out in January or it could come out in September, right? It doesn't right. really matter to right. them. And, oh, by the way, they're all partnering with tech companies who kind of go – a year? We're going to wait a year? No, we'll be obsolete in a year. We got to come out now, right? Yeah. So they're used to a very different life cycle.
1: That's a good than point.
2: The auto industry. Very good point. Yeah. And if the auto industry is going to going to wait and figure this out, and if Paul and Cal are right, and the rest of the auto industry is going to wait until, you know eight to ten years before they can really come out with a fully mm. autonomous vehicle, guess what? There's going to be a big one, and it's going to be Tesla. Yeah. And all well, the rest don't matter
3: anymore. Well, I, right? I, wouldn't right? mind, I wouldn't mind being picked up by a, a driverless <gasps> Tesla to go to work.
2: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you're,
3: <laughs> you're, you're referring to our conversation last week
0: with the mayor of Wixom mm-hmm. talking about Uber setting up a—they're going to be setting up yeah. a— um, uh, an R and D facility out there to produce a driverless Uber. Right.
2: Yeah, yeah and you know when Ford sets up an R and D facility, you know they they they've got a ten year plan to to redo their Absolutely. whole campus, which is really nice. Um is going to do this in three months. Where do you so think we're going to have that completely set up? And that's right? going to do so,
4: nothing but speed the process up of getting that yeah. autonomous vehicle. Yeah.
2: Now that they've laxed the
4: re- regulations in mm-hmm. Michigan.
0: Yeah, this still comes to the question of where would you like to drive an autonomous vehicle or ride in an everywhere. autonomous? Vehicle. Pardon me, just yeah, everywhere. Everywhere.
4: I, I, you know, I, have, I have problems driving at night. I can no longer drive at night.
0: And I... It's
2: not that I'm blind. I have great vision. I get hypnotized by the road. No. Yeah, so I, I don't necessarily need an autonomous vehicle. I just want every other car on the road to have one because I'm so afraid of their distracted driving out there, no. right? I mean, Echo past people, and they're on the phone all yeah. the time. And if it were just up to their ear, that'd be one thing. But they got it in front of them, and they're trying to text or something, yeah. right?
3: Yep. I, I am I am going to put floodlights on the back of my vehicle. I swear to God I'm going to do this. So when I see that idiot behind me that's texting, and we're going in, st- I'm going to flash them. I'm just going to. I want 1,000 lumens to just just to blind that person <laughs> or, to
0: or, shock them out of it. But then he'll hit you, you know, a fool, a, a, or a full somebody blown,
4: else. Uh, diesel engine train horn. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah that's
0: so somebody nice. to wake them up. Well, we're going to uh, take a pause in just a minute here to talk with uh, Eric Schneiderwing, who is the president uh, the national president of AARP, about a, a very serious issue, which is fighting isolation, particularly in the elderly. One of the factors that we have known for a long time, Gary Baker, is that um, WJR, the radio station, is um, a heritage radio station in the sense that people have listened for generations that's right. to this.
2: Yeah, my parents used to listen, and that's why I listen. Right? Exactly. And my kids, well, they don't listen to the radio, but when they do, they listen to but the that WJR. And
0: that brings me yeah. to the point that our radio station here, WJR, is also a place where a lot of our older listeners are tuned in. Right.
2: The demographic is older, a little more exactly. affluent, right?
0: Right. And they've been listening. Not to... only
2: old people. <laughs> Not only. <laughs>
0: but they've been listening. And one of the things yeah. that I love about this is that radio breaks the isolation. Mm-hmm. It's yes, a, It's been a friend to people for many, many years. Well, we, Jenny and I, receive AARP, we're AARP members, and we... Um, have received their magazine for a long time. And I saw an article under their Let's Talk column. It came out of their uh, January 2017 issue. It was by Eric Schneiderwind, who is the president, national president, and also national volunteer spokesperson for AARP. And we're delighted to have Mr. Schneiderwind with us on WJR. Eric, thank you so much for joining us.
9: It's great to be with you.
0: You are, as a matter of fact, no stranger to Michigan. You were the president, as I understand, of AARP here in our state of Michigan.
9: That's right. Uh, I was born and raised in uh, Dearborn and uh, then became uh, president of state uh, AARP about 2006. So uh, I have a long time association and love the state.
0: Great. The article, by the way, that you wrote great. calls Thank Fighting you. Isolation with Kindness and Tech. I, oh, yeah, I I like love that. I just love that uh, that headline, and uh, what was it that that put what kind of drove you or mo- it moved you to focus your attention this way on this headline?
9: What we found out is that probably the fastest growing uh, growing type of household in the country uh, is households consisting of just one person, just one person mm-hmm. who typically is an older person yep. who may have lost a spouse. Or for other reasons after they retired, they're alone. And unfortunately, we have found out that about 20% of those people are uh, isolated, in fact. Yes. So, Most mm-hmm. technically, they, they don't have a lot of social contact or physical contact. And that is causing very severe health problems, both
6: mm-hmm. oh,
9: the type really? of behavior problems, you know, uh, depression. Yes. Uh, things like that, but also physical problems, higher blood pressure, chronic diseases, higher rates of mortality. So this is a big problem that's growing, and it prompted the article because there are things that we can do to help people with Mm -hmm. this problem. Mm
6: -hmm. Mm -hmm. And
9: uh, I think the prescription in my article is there are really two things involved. Certainly, kindness involves reaching out to people. Yes. Helping them with, uh, you know, friendships, social contacts,
6: mm-hmm.
9: uh, enabling them to maintain friendships that they they may have had and let getting out and doing things and meeting people, but the other part of it that that may be somewhat unique to the older demographic, is that often they are not as familiar with the new uh, electronic means or social media means of staying in touch. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, and on the one hand, it's a problem. On the other hand, it's an opportunity. The problem part is that many of them need to learn how to deal with these new devices, iPads and iPhones mm-hmm. and things, to get in touch. But the opportunity is that once they do and they experience the, the, the benefits of something like a Facebook, which all of a sudden lets them keep very mm-hmm. close touch with their friends their mm-hmm. family, this is a partial antidote to that isolation.
2: You know, so- I, you know, Eric, um when I was talking to to people that have stopped using technology and I said, so why are you doing that? And they said, well, it's, you know, it's really complicated. I can't remember things about the computer anymore and my computer's old and it's really slow and I'm shouldn't I'm not going to upgrade because I didn't I can't keep up, right? Mm-hmm. And I said, "Have you right. tried to have you tried to get like an iPad or a, or an yes. Android pad?" And they said, "No." And I said, "Well, it's really easy and blah, blah blah." And so I help them, and they get it, and they go, "Oh my gosh, this is this is amazing! I can actually <laughs> use this, right?" And Absolutely. I
5: said, "Absolutely,
2: you know." And know. and it's a it it the new technology is really an enabler. Yes,
9: I, I am a guy. I am a you know a success story in the sense that I learned to use these devices. You know, I've been at work and used my desktop computer, and then when I came home, I thought, oh, I'm out of it now. But I am using these. And we've got some good news for people in Michigan, and that is that all of our state offices are having tech workshops. Yes. I'd like to promote a free AARP tech workshop in the metro area. It's going to be in Ferndale, Michigan, April Ooh. 4th.
6: Okay, okay. From 10 a.m.
9: to 5.30 at the Jerry Kulik Community Center in Ferndale. And that will have an intro to the iPad, basics of iPad, uh, privacy and sharing on Facebook, mm. and being mm. safe online, in other words, avoiding some of the scams yeah. and other things. And so this is a, a workshop that is free. AERP is running it. Uh, But if you go to a a website we've got, there are ones around the country, and and there'll be more in Michigan, if you go to AARPtech.org, where AARP is really making an investment of time and effort to help people get up to speed with tech as a means of combating isolation.
0: This is what, Jerry, this is what locked me in when I saw the article. I thought, this is great, because, Gary, for now, as a matter of fact, this coming week, we're going to be stepping into...
2: 19th anniversary, n- so we'll start our 20th year.
0: And, and we've been doing it for all those years. Ed Rudello's with us in studio here, and, and Ed is... He's one of those young... Actually, they're the young whippersnappers yeah. uh, who are here, but... Really, our goal often is helping people who will get on the air. The listeners will call and say, I'm 80-something years old and, and start to apologize. We say, don't apologize. Don't apologize. You're doing the right thing. You're asking the questions.
2: And we had two last hour yeah. that were had to have been you know, over 70, right? Yeah,
0: exactly. And uh, what I love is that our program has worked for such a long time to do this kind of thing. Matter of fact, we had some folks from Michigan's AARP on a while back talking about your tech workshops. That's T-E-K. And- uh, Uh, what uh, Eric has just told us about is you can go to a website, aarptech.org, and you can find out more details. But you've got one coming up April the 4th in Ferndale, and we're going right. to be sure to publicize that as heavily as we possibly can.
9: You know, and there's another uh, resource that we have just started up in December, and it's another site called connecttoeffect.org. That's uh, Ooh, I like the name. Number two, mm-hmm. affect.org. Now, that site is, is even, I think, you know, for, for a lot of folks, maybe uh, even more helpful because it not only talks about the resources, the tech resources, but gives you some simple tips on how to get connected, what issues you face, how to get some more mm-hmm. help, organizations in your community that might offer training, and and agency area agencies mm-hmm. for aging offices do yes. do have training in addition to ours well so and I, this is, this is a good resource mm-hmm. I
2: really love that because not only do they get that training, but they get that training with other people yes. going through the training with them, probably from their community. Maybe right. even very close to them, this may help. They may be able to help each other you even know, after the seminars. What
0: I find interesting, Eric, is that a lot of the complaints of, of parents, for instance, is how the devices are isolating people. The yeah. exact opposite seems to be the case with the elderly. With folks, you know, I'm 70, and and folks my age and older. Not all
2: of us are 70.
0: No, no. (laughs) As I say, these are the young whippersnappers (laughs) that are here. But, I mean, it really, in many ways, it's a a way of plugging us into these these other conversations that are going on. You mentioned Facebook for people. I think that's why the older generation loves it, because it allows them to stay in connection.
9: Right.
2: And with a little that's, bit of help I right. can get it.
9: And you know, another approach that we've got, which I, I really love, is we have and are developing mentoring programs where young people mentor older people.
2: That I love. We should talk about that and when what, we come back. And
9: what you get from that is not only the transfer of the knowledge about technical issues, but let's be honest, you know, when when you have that cross generational contact, I think oh, we yeah. both learn. We yeah, you know exactly
0: They both do. Eric, we're going to take a quick break for commercials. And when we come back, I want to talk specifically about that mentoring program because I agree with you wholeheartedly. The best seems to rub off on both directions. Back in just a moment. Welcome back to hour number two of the Internet Advisor. Delighted to have with us Eric Schneiderwind, who is the president of AARP nationally and also a national spokesperson for their volunteer outreach. We've been talking about a whole bunch of things that are going on, and I want to get to talk about a mentoring program. But, it, Ed, during the break, you were saying that uh, in your own family, you've had using the, the devices to connect your father in particular.
3: Yeah, right. My father, over the years, has had various laptops and has always had difficulties with the Windows platform. And we've tried tablets in the past. And, uh, but, yeah, uh, uh, he really has taken to the, uh, the iPad and uh, not only does it occupy some of his time playing the games, but he's tied into social media now with with Facebook, and right. he can uh, he the, the other seniors in the in the area that he's at are, are introducing him to apps and mapping programs.
0: See, there that's fascinating. There's there's just such so many rich resources, and and Eric, I think that's what we're doing today is kind of cataloging those things with you and uh, running through right. them. Uh, you mentioned uh, when we broke there there are some great things coming and I want to we will highlight these things on our homepage as well internetadvisor.net so that uh, as we're coming getting close to this April the 4th date there's going to be a tech a free Tech workshop put on by AARP in Ferndale, Michigan. That's in suburban Detroit, but it's uh, centrally located. It's going to be free. It'll be a great program. Make sure that you uh, keep in touch with us and we'll, we'll give you all the details we can ahead of that. There's also a website called AARPTech.org and another one is connect to the number two effect.org. Now, we were talking just before the break about a mentoring program where you're going to be connecting, AARP, the younger folks with the older folks. Tell us about that.
9: Well, we are piloting around the country a program which takes younger folks and matches them up with older people who need help, you know, be uh, becoming literate with the social media, network kind of things, using the hardware. And we're finding that the young people first of all certainly can can train the older people but they also form friendships and relationships and and learn a lot from talking with the older people and the older people enjoy and learn a lot from the younger people so that's the kind of thing that really helps break that isolation which is the root problem we're trying to deal with yep you know what, intergenerational contact is just wonderful uh, to to
2: stop isolation, mm-hmm. you know, we found uh, that uh, that the young people can certainly teach their older relatives and older people about the technology. Yes. But it's the older people that you know, can teach the younger people about how to use common sense mm-hmm. and about what to believe on the net and what not to believe or oh, yeah. what not to click on. And, and so we found that it's really helpful to both generations.
0: Now we've got people listening to us right now. I'm sure, you know, like Ed, who has got a, maybe you're know, a parent, um, or, um, you know, just, we've heard about all these resources here. How do people get in touch with this mentoring kind of program and maybe plug somebody from their family into it or find a way of uh, promoting it themselves?
9: I would start with the uh, uh, connecttoeffect.org because that not not only gives you a catalog of resources in your community, which obviously would vary, but it also has a place on the site for you to provide information or ask questions, and if you wanted to start that kind of uh, program, you could be placed in there as a resource, so I think it's a two-way street and if you've got some new program or you uh, want to find out what is going on in your community, it's a good resource. And okay. it's very practical. And the thing I love about AARP is, you know, we're here to help you. We're not here to sell you stuff. We're not here to take advantage. Yep. We're here to help you.
0: I do love that about AARP. I agree with you. Matter of fact, there's, an, there's a video when you, go to AA, when you go to connect to effect. One of the first things there is a video that they have about social isolation and breaking that and yeah. then a lot of other information that's very important as well.
9: Yeah, and we want people to know, too. I mean, I I need to also mention other things. Social isolation is an issue. Diet, just have a sensible diet. Try exercise. You don't yep. have to be a hero. You don't have to be an Olympic athlete. Get out there, and try to walk or move around about half hour a day. And you know, if all of us do those things, our lives will be far healthier We're going to feel mentally a lot happier, and they're easy things that we we all can do. So we we want to take a practical approach. Isolation is a threat to health, but some of these other things uh, are concerns as well. And with simple, logical, common-sense steps, we can all lead a better life.
3: Mm -hmm. And you were going to say something? Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm just. This is ringing home so much. My father, who my mother just passed away recently, how he says he's so lonely now. Luckily, yeah. I have eight siblings, so we we have a lot of kids that can go visit him. Then a bunch in the area, but it it is very hard for seniors and, and for someone that was always active. And and had someone to talk to. Especially because, in, uh, uh, I'm
0: going to say at our age, I'm yeah, 70, uh, okay? Yeah, yeah. At this age, and your dad's older than that, you know, you have physical things that challenge you. You yeah. know, a back issue that you didn't have when you were, let's say, 10, 15 years younger right. that makes
3: it difficult to well, get uh, out uh, and the walk. And those motivation of, is a big thing. And to be motivated thing. on that, to look forward to someone that you're going to be visiting you because you're going for that tech lesson or someone's, you know... It, it, motivation is everything, and to get motivated by younger generation is very easy. Yeah, you, by the way, there's an interesting tool that you have on the uh, connecttoeffect.org
0: site, and that is a, a tool where people can take a survey about yes. whether I'm at risk or not. That is very revealing.
9: Yeah, I, I think people, you lose perspective, and, and I frankly, I can sympathize with your father because I lost my spouse. Uh, four years ago Mm. you know and for a while you get in that trench or that bunker where you can't see very clearly but something like this survey if you took it will tell you hey you know you do have a problem the the first step is to admit it and then get some help you'll have children you'll have friends and that's the first step to getting out there and really building the new life that you, you need to build you just have to
0: and I, what I love is that you folks at AARP are such a wonderful resource, and there's a lot of teasing about people getting to the age of AARP. I don't know, Gary, if you've gotten to it yet, where uh, you, know, you I, get your own AARP card. I, I don't have a card.
3: <laughs> you know what? Well, we all regret that first time we get it in the mail.
0: Yeah, I Jokingly,
3: know. we all jokingly say, oh, no. But, yeah. but what I love about it is the
0: resources that it gives all of us to be far more connected, you know, not to, um, you know, as you said, bunker, that word is so powerful because there is an emotional bunker that people climb into, I think, especially right. after the loss of a spouse you've been married to for a long That has got to be so difficult. And, uh, and this gives you the tools to climb out.
9: Yeah, if you, can, if you can go on a site every day and see your children and, yep. and most it's fun of all, your grandchildren,
0: Yep. And
9: see pictures and communicate with them and FaceTime with them. I mean, oh, you know what a difference FaceTime is making, at least in my life? I can see my little granddaughter, you know, once a week, and we yep. can make faces at each other and, <laughs> yeah. and be silly.
3: They love it for that, too, don't they? You yep, know, and all your jokes become new again. <laughs>
9: <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't realize how funny I was, you know, I'm talking to a 2-year-old. Yeah,
2: my, par- uh, my parents always said that if they had known that uh, – the grandchildren were going to be this much fun. They would have had them first. Yeah, that, that is That's the
0: right. number one grandparent joke that comes about. Oh, is it? Know. Know, it is.
2: It is. By the way, I, Eric Schneiderwind is our guest here, president, national president of AARP, so, but also
0: somebody very familiar with the state of Michigan.
2: So I have to ask Eric. We had uh, oh. <laughs> we were kibitzing about uh, autonomous vehicles, and uh, you know I can't wait for them because not because I need them right now, although I'm going to at some point. Uh, but, boy, would it be nice not to drive next to the distracted driver if they were oh, in right. a, an autonomous vehicle. But it is going to be maybe, I mean, maybe a real-life lifesaver for older people. Oh, absolutely.
9: Yeah. You, you know, the thing is that I, I'm not sure you know, what the future holds in terms of having no involvement and, and not even a steering wheel. But I can tell you this, you know, the next next car I get is going to have those warnings. Uh, features where you yep. know blindside yep. warning, other yep. things, so that I know even if I'm at the wheel, I, I, it's going to be wonderful to know that I, I won't, you know, by by just taking my eye, eye off the wheel, maybe turn into somebody or mm-hmm. somebody coming from a blind spot. I'll get a warning. So a lot of that, you know, I don't have to have full autonomy. I but but these features that make it safer when you're in at the car at the wheel are I think are just a big See problem. I already you
0: know? I already have a device called my wife. Yeah, well, who yeah. does that for me? <laughs>
9: <laughs> Look out.
0: Yeah, and my mother-in-law has my
2: has has my wife, but but it's uh, it it is you're tough. Right. And you're you know right. Tesla has said 3 to 6 months they'll have a, a fully autonomous vehicle on the road. I uh, I mean you know Ford, I mean, Ford has said 4 years. Uh, I don't think Ford's going to take four years if Tesla really does come out this next year.
0: Eric, well, I'm wondering, will will AARP become a force in, you know, pushing for the not pushing for this not so much as encouraging the development of this? Because it certainly sounds like an autonomous vehicle would be something that a senior population would greatly value. I could see the value immediately right now for that kind of thing.
9: You know, I'm pretty sure we won't take a role in terms of pushing the time frames or, or that sort yeah. of framework issue. I, I think down the road, some questions are certainly bound to arise about uh, insurance rates, for instance. Do you get a break or not? Yeah,
0: yeah exactly. should go, It should yeah. go
2: down, right? They're safer.
0: And Eric, you should have that insight to be able to share as well. We've run out of time, but Eric Schneiderwin, thank you so much for being with us on The Internet Advisor. It's that time on the Internet Advisor to bring into our conversation Mr. Mike Brennan, who is the editor of MITechnews. MyTechnews.com, a great resource for all the information that you want about what's going on in technology and entrepreneurship in the state of Michigan. Mike, how are you doing? Welcome to the program.
10: Thanks, Foster, and happy Chinese New Year. It's the year of the fire rooster.
0: The year of the fire rooster. My God, I didn't realize it was the
3: happy. Well, There's a piece of news. It last was... year, I think, was the dragon. So yep. yes,
2: that's and what... he set the fire to the rooster. It sounds like <laughs> <laughs> or something. Yeah, yeah. So, uh... Any any particular things we should watch out for this year of the fire rooster? <laughs> Keep your tail feathers dry. Yeah. Okay.
10: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, it's supposed to be a. If you are a rooster, it's supposed to be a bad year for you. And the Uh-oh. Chinese zodiac, you know, it's it's based on lunar cycles, and uh, twelve. Uh, yeah, there's 12 different signs on there, and I happen to be a dragon myself. Uh, but uh, I put up a little message on the, my uh, website uh, if you want to figure out what, what you are in the Chinese you know, uh, so
2: zodiac. So I, I always expected, you know, that I could get that kind of information about Masons, Freemasons, Templars, but, uh, you know, Chinese New Year information from you, Mike. You're you're setting a you know a new bar here.
10: Well, you know, I I try to stay up on all these things. You know, <laughs> we're gonna be dealing with, right? So. Ah, I love ex-
2: Chinese food too. So <laughs> <laughs> that must be it. That's the connection. Well, let's we talk
0: know. about give people an idea of the kind of headlines that Mike covers every uh, week with his uh, Mi Tech News. And bo- there's so much that we can talk about in terms of what's out there. But let's talk about some of the headlines. Um, One of the headlines I saw was uh, that you had out there were five tips for secure passwords that are easy to remember. That I love. Uh,
10: Absolutely. That comes from Rick Becker, so you've had on the show from uh, Cloud Tech One. From a column that he posted this week. it's According to uh, the most popular, believe it or not, I, I just can't believe it, but it is the most popular password is 123456. No. Um, you don't want to use that one. Uh, that's really not smart.
0: <laughs> Nor um, 54321.
10: <laughs> or any of those either, that are pretty obvious, right? Yeah, yeah. And what he suggests is to make it long, 8 to 12 characters, because it's tougher to crack. Uh, avoid dictionary words, names, and places. Include numbers and special characters. Uh, make it random. And uh, if you can, use a random password generator.
0: That's... But, uh... That's where I fall back myself. I use the random password generator. I know the guys in studio here being so clever. Ed, you use... Uh, phrases? Is it catchphrases? I no, think? that was Gary that you used I use that. Oh, the oh, phrases. You, you use yeah. the phrases. Okay. What I, th-
2: I try not to use. Mary had a little lamb. Everybody <laughs> uses that one. Gary
10: uses his phone number. So I mean, <laughs> up, I'm just giving that away, right? Oh no! So, did sorry. you say that online? Gary?
0: I didn't mean to. I'm sorry, Gary. <laughs> the other one is row, row, row your boat. We can't use that one. Yeah, but I
3: use uh, terms from science fiction movies like uh, tricorder and Klingon and stuff like
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Another headline you have out there is that the New CIA director, Mr. Pompeo, wants to track info from social media accounts. Hmm.
10: Yeah, uh, the, the, we just went through a, a bunch of that, and uh, but he admitted uh, during his confirmation hearings that's what he wants to do: track information from social media accounts. I'm not a big fan of that, obviously. Yeah, uh, and I, I think there's major privacy issues there. Snowden exposed a lot of the stuff that was going on um, a number of years ago, and I thought, mm-hmm. you know, we were past that, but. Uh, they make the argument that the bad guys use social media, so we have to look at everybody's social media. i um, like, yeah, okay, yeah. well, I won't make any political comments, but personally, I'm a little uncomfortable with that.
0: Yeah, yeah, very much so. All right, and then another headline I saw down here is what Michigan's new energy law means to small businesses, and I know you are very focused on uh, spec- news in particular that has to deal with small businesses in Michigan.
10: Yeah, I tried to, uh, being one myself. Uh, but uh, this is from our friends at the Small Business Association of Michigan. <clears throat> Excuse me, Michael Rogers did a really nice interview with uh, the Director of Customer Experience for uh, Consumer Energy. Mm-hmm. And what it's, Initially, what it means is that we're going to have a lot more power sources, so you won't ever have to worry about the lights going out, hopefully. Um, it also includes an ombudsman. If you have issues with the state and you don't know how to negotiate, through the maze of the state bureaucracy. There's an Ombudsman um, um, that's been appointed that you can work with. Mm. And finally, and I think this is most important, it provides incentives for energy efficiency for businesses. <coughs> Excuse me. So it takes a lot less money to, you know, put it in the proper insulation, make some changes like that rather than spending all this money on gas or electricity to heat or cool your business.
0: Mm -hmm. So
10: uh, instead, the new law provides those incentives as well. It's a
0: really good thing so as you can see folks there's a, there's a quite a broad stretch of issues that Mike covers everything from you know the, the general thing about passwords to uh, national issues such as uh, the uh, new director of the CIA looking into social media accounts to small business interest as well in the state of Michigan and I know Mike that uh, you've now moved from simply having these and other headlines on Fridays delivered to people absolutely free by the way folks and from MIT technews.com, dot com, but you've also got uh, resources that you present people in video and audio during the week.
10: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, yeah, the the uh, Wednesday newsletter uh, contains all the podcasts from all of our partners, including you guys. Um, mm-hmm. It features what Matt and I do on Mondays on M Squared Techcast, where we do it live and then make it available on demand. SBAM's uh, uh you know podcasts are in there. MTAM, all the all these acronyms that we're all familiar with. Uh, so those are all Wednesday. <laughs> then uh, we're adding video now to that. Uh, we it's taken a long time to get it all worked out. But we're moving forward on the automation alley video news Good. updates, which Good. are video press releases. And so that's we'll be adding those. And then on Fridays Right now we're doing stories. However, my consultants tell me that Tuesdays and Thursdays will probably be better days for newsletters. So we're taking a look at that
0: mm, see whether,
10: okay. you know, more people will be interested in those days.
0: Mm, okay, very good. By the way, I should mention that uh, uh it was last week that, yes, that... Um, uh, Mike and I did an interview. I was in the studio with Mike, and we were doing. Uh, Gary's been in there uh, as one of your guests, and last week you had me in along with Matt, and uh, we were talking about the history of the Internet Advisor, and I got to tell you that it's been one of the most popular stories on our Facebook page. So if you want to go to uh, hear that's st- kind of the story of where Internet Advisor came from, uh, that's part of what they uh, rang out of me uh, when I was in the studio with them, uh, Matt and Mike, and it's now posted on our ho- on our. Facebook page. So if you go to Facebook and and look for the Internet Advisor feed, you will see it there. One of the most popular stories we put up there recently. So thanks, Mike, for that opportunity. And no problem. Uh, it's coming we up. Thank,
10: we got to thank
2: Gary for the squirrel advice. Right? <laughs> <laughs> How did we ever figure that out? I, I was fascinated.
0: Don't know. <laughs> I was also fascinated to find that Matt just had that same issue.
2: Yeah, right. this is tw- yes. yeah there's, twenty girls years still later. Like them, uh, <laughs> they still like that insulation off the phone lines.
3: <sighs> oh my it god. It tastes like bacon. <laughs> <laughs> I was telling and I, I I had heard
0: that it was an issue of Peanut oil being used and the creation of some of the insulation on the wires at one point. In That's time. urban legend. Is it
3: urban legend? I have yeah. no idea. Oh, okay, <laughs> All right.
0: the darn squirrels will eat anything basically, and when they start chewing into your phone lines and you begin to have problems, it could be a fiber optic line. You're going to still have problems. Well, fiber start...
2: optic, it, you'll absolutely it will stop working. Period. Yeah, yeah. you won't have single single leakage. <laughs> you know, it'll be gone.
0: Okay, so to get hold of a, your uh, your edition of the MITech Tech News, My Tech News, you simply go to MITechnews.com and there you put in your email address and no need for money changing hands in there. You'll get it delivered to you on Fridays free of charge. Mike, thanks so much for being with us here and we look forward to having you on next week as well to talk about MITech News.
10: All right. Thanks very much, Foster. Have a great
0: show. Thank you very much. Thanks, Mike. And as Mr. Mike Brennan, the editor of M.I. Tech News. Well, it's been kind of a crazy week for us because we reversed the order of the show and uh, in the first hour of our program. Of which We can, are crazy guys. Man. Yeah, wild and crazy guys. Coming up, though, on February the 2nd, Ed, it's going to be a big one. This is going to be our uh, introduction to uh, our, our 20th year beginning. Fourth.
2: February fourth, February
0: the fourth. Yep. That's right. Yep. Be coming up soon. We've got a lot of interesting things coming up on that program with uh, Josh uh, Linkner. Linkner yep. is going to be our guest in studio. We'll be talking about uh, all sorts of interesting yep. things. Castan
2: Thomas up. will be here.
0: Right, and that's coming up this coming week. For then, I'm Foster Brown with Gary Baker and Ed Rudell. Have a great weekend.